This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 66 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox got swept by the Blue Jays and finished the year 3-16 against Toronto. How you doing, Joey? You know, I'm doing great. It, it The numbers look worse than, than what actually happened, because if you watch those games... <laughs> You know, they, they could have gone tight. either way. They could have gone either way. Yeah. It was a coin flip after coin flip after coin flip. So, yeah, on paper, is it 3 and 16? Yes. Could it have been 4 and 15? Sure. You know? It's like so, it's like the Pats game, Pats Packers. Like, that could have gone either way. Every single Sox Jays game was so close. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to look back at this and be like. I don't understand how they finished three and sixteen because the run differential and all that was so close. I think there is a award nominee we forgot to add, and that is uh, what you're going to remember this year by. What is going to stand out the most when you look back at 2022? I think for me, five, six, thirty-eight years from now, I'm going to be like, oh, 2022. That's the year that we were neck and neck with the Blue Jays. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that we like that oh was... man. Like they would get one and then we would get one. It's you know. Oh. It was like they were marketing this just like the judge thing. Uh you know, mm-hmm. the home run race. They were like we got this home run race going on. We also have the clash of the AL East Titans, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And yeah. who knows what's going to happen in this season series, but you better tune in today to check out. They were doing live cut-ins for like uh, Chang at bats. It was nuts. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody wanted to see are they going to end three and sixteen or four and fifteen? Who's going to get just... the final piece of this <laughs> season long show? Crazy puzzle. This is just yeah. been nuts. What's going? It's on honestly, here? it's a little bit of a bummer that the season didn't end with this series. I know. You know, rather than know. the Rays one. MLB did it wrong. You got to figure it out with the scheduling. Isn't it uh, a couple of older folks that just make the schedule? Isn't that a thing? It's a couple, right? Like it's like yeah, a it's like a couple that just like puts it together in like their cottage. I think I'm yeah, pretty sure that's not a lie. Hand. Yeah, yeah, I think they actually do. I'm pretty sure that's still the case, man. Which yeah. is strange because there's got to be a computer that can do it for so much cheaper and I know. so quicker. That's, that's also the the first fact we've said in this episode. Uh, the Blue Jays mm. outscored the Red Sox. Do you know what the number is? Um. 
twenty to whatever they got today too. What? Oh, oh, I'm talking for on the season. Oh, oh, oh I, I thought you meant this. Do you series. know what the run differential is? The updated oh, run man. differential. Updated run differential. Is it in the thirties? Oh, it's way <laughs> higher than the thirties. <laughs> the, 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 the Jays. The Jays outscored the Sox 125 to 55, plus 70. 70. Plus 7-0. Obviously, that, the 28 uh, run game was going to weigh it a little bit, but, but 70 still, I mean, is you obnoxious. take that take that out of it. It's still what? What was that game? 25 to eight. Was that the final score there? Um, or was it was 25? Three? What was the actual score? I thought it was Maz twenty-eight. Eight. I thought it was like thirty. Yeah, it was twenty-eight. It was twenty-eight, wasn't it? Maz has me all screwed up because he said like eight versions of it during the broadcast. Um, I think it's twenty-eight-five. That sounds right. Yeah. So plus twenty. That's what it. It's plus twenty-three. That's why I thought it was twenty-three. So they were. You take that out though, and they're still plus forty-seven on the year. It's not like oh well. Once you take that one game out, then it's not embarrassing. No, that's still really embarrassing. Like. If you play 19 games against a team, and this is a team you finished ahead of last year, and your roster's not that much different this year, yeah, the Blue Jays added some pieces. You went from, I think they were around, they, they probably finished around 500 against the Jays last year. I don't think it was, sure. I think it actually yeah. was pretty neck and neck last season. And you then go 3-16 and 16 against that team the next season that's just there's a certain level i'm just going to jump right to it joey this was going to be a little further down on the topics there right. was a red sox stats tweet that i just thought was so perfect it's like sometimes you, you try to we try to come up with our opinions on here and some takes and all that sometimes you just got to tip your cap when you see one that just sums it up better than you could ever say and so this was red sox stats i believe on saturday a lot went wrong this year the roster was never right there were massive injuries or mass injuries, everything just kind of sucked. But it's hard to let that excuse the players from allowing Yankees, Rays, and Toronto to just bash their effing teeth in repeatedly all year long. A real pathetic display. It's exactly what it is. It's like, yeah, we get it. There were some injuries. Things never went right, blah, blah, blah. You got embarrassed by the Blue Jays this year to pathetic lengths. I mean, even this weekend, and I understand you're out of it. You guys have been out of it for a while. I get that. But, Joey, mm. you take a pee break. You go to pick up food. You, you know, you do some laundry, and you miss, like, three Jays homers. It is just embarrassing is the word. It is embarrassing the level of, of beatdown that the Jays put on the Red Sox this year. I've never seen anything like it, and for our sakes, we better not see anything like it again because that was just beyond pathetic. And it's like a roster-deep owning. You know what yeah. I mean? Like It's like there are so many guys you can be. Obviously, like Teoscar Hernandez is addicted to home runs against the Sox. Kevin and Gossman. no cheapies either. They, they no. are deep. Kevin Gossman has your number like you wouldn't believe. I think Bo Bichette hits like 100 points above his league average when yeah. when he's against you. It's just down the whole list, they love playing you. That, that, that yeah. sucks. It's amazing how much, in general, we missed the mark this year on the season expectations. But that 
looking at them next to the Blue Jays, I think, is the biggest. Um, you, you can notice the gap the most, you know, because this was at the beginning of the year supposed to be the the Blue Jays, uh, us and the Yankees, right? And then I guess the Rays too. It was really it was a fourteen yeah, it was, powerhouse it was, division. It, it was essentially supposed to be the. I mean, it's still the deepest division. You know, the the Orioles are going to finish with a winning record. So yeah. you still have the deepest division in baseball. I think if you add up all the wins, it's the most wins of any division. But but it was still. originally supposed to be like neck and neck, maybe and, a four team race. Yeah, yeah. And to see the gap is it's glaringly obvious, dude. It's bad when you see those two teams on the same diamond. It's like these guys are not not comparable clubs. Yeah, not at all. No. I think with Carl Ravage said it at the start of the season, and it stuck out with me. I was. Once the lockout was lifted, I was listening to any and watching any baseball content, all this preview stuff. Obviously, you and I were getting going. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to soak it all up. I'm like, I'm just so happy we're back. I will listen and watch literally anything. Mm-hmm. And Ravitch, I think, was on with Buster Only on the Baseball of the Night podcast. And he was saying they were previewing the AL East. And they're like, obviously, the Red Sox, you know, overachieved a little bit, getting two wins away from the World Series. But they should still have good club. Uh, the Rays are the Rays. The Yankees are the Yankees in terms of, you know, always being up there for winning the division. And the Jays are projected by a lot to make the World Series. But the thing that stuck out to me was he's like, I can guarantee you, though, Buster, one of these teams is going to be a big letdown. And um, <laughs> I, I had this weird like we had you and I were like we had a lot of momentum going into this season and we're down there at spring training you know, interviewing Cora and talking to the guys and just like getting into the vibes. Um, and it You're was just something a lot of, had to even it out. It was not to that degree, but it was more just like we we're still kind of riding the high of getting two wins away from the World Series. It was a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of uh, promising talks. And I remember, you know, being on that, you know, shout out to Kellen having me on this. Like it was for the Red Sox YouTube, and they played it on Nesson, being a part of the you know season preview thing. And I was so gassed up to be in that and see that. And then when Ravage said that, it it was just kind of like a stun, like right to the like a little punch mm-hmm. off the nose. We we're like, whoa! It, it was like, wait a second. I let it seep into my brain. I was like, could that be the Red Sox? Could the Red Sox be that team mm-hmm. that's like a mega letdown in the division? No, no. Come on. Sox are going to ride that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be great. They were two wins away from the World Series. The team's not that different. Uh, they don't have a Schwarber or a Renfro. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll be fine. And then the and middle of July, thing. you're trying to yeah. lay in bed, trying to fall asleep, and you're just hearing, one of these teams, one of these teams. It's going to be a letdown, a letdown, a letdown. And it all and it's hits like, yeah. you. You said, it was oh, the Red Sox. no. I think I'm living the letdown. Yeah. It's happening right in front of me. Yeah, and I, I mean, it makes I, sense. I they remember, weren't all yeah. going to be. There weren't going to be four hundred win teams in the division. They felt like imagine it, though, though at the beginning. They just literally win all their games against every other, you know, every non AL East opponent. But as is, you look at the AL East. You got the Yankees with ninety seven wins, the Jays at ninety now, Rays eighty six, the Orioles with eighty two, which is like, <laughs> I just, I still can't believe that. And the Red Sox are seventy five and eighty four, so. They're seven games back of the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to finish right around there. Maybe worse. Who do the Orioles close with? Not like this matters at all, but the O's just beat the Yankees on Sunday. They host the Jays to end the season. 
Jay's mm. still trying to lock up that that top wild card spot in the bye, uh, at least through the wild card um, round. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just can't believe it went the way it went. This is. How much did you, you were at a wedding this weekend? How much did you watch the games? Oh man, tons. No, I'll be I'll be totally honest with you, dude. I planned on watching uh, the first game on Friday because uh, you know that's kind of like settle in day at the at the wedding. You know, everybody's arriving there and, and getting to their place, and maybe you grab dinner together. But like, it was going to be a pretty relaxed night. Uh, yeah. And then the first time I checked my phone, it was three zero. Then I got a notification; it was five. Then I got a notification it was eight. And I was like, you know, I'm not turning it on. I'm not doing it. I'm having a good time tonight. So I'd like to keep that going. Just can't do it. I was saying the Jays, no, the Jays wouldn't get a buy. The Jays would, uh, they'd be the top. They would host. So they would, they would likely host the Mariners as it is right now, I believe. And no, the Mariners are playing the, um, the Guardians, right? No, because I think the, the Rays are the last. Seed. I think the, the Rays seed. are the last seed right now. Oh, they are. They are. I mean, it's been tight. They've been the Rays and the Mariners have been trading that spot off. They've basically been going back and forth. So as of right now, the Mariners are a game and a half up on the Rays. The Jays have now, after that series against the Sox, they've all but clinched the top wild card spot. So they're going to host either the Mariners or the Rays, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But. In terms of the Red Sox, Michael Walker made his last start of the season. It was not a fun one at all. Four innings pitched, five earned runs, one walk, four Ks, three home runs given up. He finishes the year 11-2. and two. I know records don't matter to many people. I still think 11-2. and two. Hey, it's impressive. He gave the Sox a chance to win when he was out there frequently. It's just unfortunate. It sucks when you when you close the season like this. It really, it really sucks when you end with two starts like he had here. His last two, obviously today I sent I mentioned the numbers. Joey is having a sneeze attack right now. I'm having of a tough epic time, proportions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at Toronto, mentioned what the stats were today. Five earned and four. Hosted the Orioles at the end of September. And it was six earned through three and a third. Just not great, Joey. Just not not ideal. It was funny. Going into that start against the Orioles, he had a 2.70 ERA. I was already doing all these, uh, you know, prepping all these notes for our next episode. Looking up, oh, how many guys in the American League have a, have a sub 2.7 over like 120 innings? Because that's what people always talk about. Sub 2.7 right, right. over two 120 seven innings. Over right. Yeah, it's a, cl- it's a classic. And sure enough, there was only like six other guys. It was like Shohei, Nestor Cortez, um, who else? Like Cole, or I, I forget the exact list, but it was just a bunch of like studs. And then immediately he just got rocked. <laughs> he just, I looked up, he was just giving up bombs. He gave up three homers in that game and three homers on Sunday against the Blue Jays. He had not given up three home runs in a game all season. He gives up three in both of his last two games. So... Unfortunate, and I know a lot of people, a lot of the Fort Borbzorb people are not huge fans of Michael Walker. if you look at the advanced analytics. But if I'm watching a starter that I, you know, see on the mound and I think gives you a genuine chance to win ball games every single time he's out there, it's Michael Walker. And there's no chance. I always like, 
I like to grade a guy based on what did we think we were getting and what did we get. When they signed Waka, I think a lot of people were making jokes about it. <laughs> I think a lot of people yep. were chirping Heim and like, oh, great. Can't wait for Michael Walker to win the Cy Young. And there was a brief period there where I'm like, like wait, guy, is he like, yeah, <laughs> is he among the top couple? I'm like, is he going to get some Cy Young votes, baby? Um, but no, I mean, it's it's credit to Waka. He kept them in a lot of games. He gave them a lot of chances uh, to win when he was out there. It's just unfortunate that it ended the way that it ended on Sunday. Yeah, it sucks, man. He deserved to have a two in his season ERA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know everyone's looking at FIP and all these other things, but ERA matters, especially now that he's going to be a free agent. If you could have finished with 23 starts and a sub three, I mean, that's genuinely insane. And, you know, credit credit to him. He gave up three earned or fewer in 78% of his starts. Averaged six innings a start. I care a lot about seeing how many earned runs a guy gives up per outing, two earned runs per outing. And it felt like it. It felt like it. Yeah. Every time he was out there, he, you had a chance to win. Saw this from uh, our guy Ian Brown, downtown Ian Brown. And Michael Walker starts the season. Red Sox were 16-7 and seven and starts by anyone else that were 59-76. and 76. Kind of sums it up. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering what it is that the, the nerds don't like about Waka. Do you know? Have you heard from these nerds? <laughs> have you heard from these nerds? Have they have they told you specifically what they don't like? I mean, I've never been. This is something that I've been open about. I'm, I'm acting like I'm about to talk about something really serious. Uh, <laughs> about my serious problems. No, I, I, I've been open about the fact that I'm not the Fort Borbsorp guy. I'm not the advanced analytics guy. Uh, it's more Red Sox stats. That was always other people and not myself. And I think what a lot of people are alluding to is if you dive a little deeper in the numbers, he probably should have gotten more rocks than he did, given up more runs than he did. Um, you look at his baseball savant page, it's pretty cold. It's pretty cold over there. There's a lot of blue. So I understand if you're going to start diving into that, feel the way you want to feel. It's never how I've really graded a pitcher. I'm, norm- I'm normally grading these guys on, like, do I think, which is the whole point of the game, my team is going to win when he's on the mound. When he was, I thought they were going to win. And I felt that with nobody else in the entire rotation the entire season. So that is something that you got to give Michael Walker. Any kind of the should have aspect is weird. It's like, I get get the idea that, like, hey, he's throwing hittable stuff and guys should be hitting him. But there's a reason that they're not consistently, you know, you can get away with one or two, you know, hanging pitches. It's like, Hey, you know, he's been leaving his curveball out over the middle of the plate. his last, you know, two starts, but you can't do that for a season and have it not, uh, not get touched. And the logical yeah, I, conclusion I, be, well, these major league baseball players should have hit it. Like, well, there's obviously yeah. a reason they didn't, you know what I mean? They got lucky because of the monster. Like, I don't know. I, I just, Use all the advanced analytics you want. Like, I'm always going to be more of the, do I think this guy leads to wins? <laughs> do I think this guy leads to you having a better record than the other team in your division that you need to have? And Walk is one of those guys. Now, it's unfortunate because I genuinely think that was probably the last start he's going to make as a member of the Red Sox, which sucks. I, I think he's going to get an offer from somebody, and then we'll see it, and we'll all have those tweets of like, hey, good for Walker. You know, he deserved it put his everything out there this year and had one of the best seasons of his career. There you go. 
Like, get your money, get paid, yada, yada, all of that. I think he's entering his age 32 season coming up here. And, you know, you see what he did this season. It's put him in a really really good position to get to get paid. And the last two starts weren't great. But that's easy to chalk up to, like, hey, you know, a little worn down, out of the race. I feel like that's easy to kind of look past. But especially against the Jays, know, man. It, the Jays when, you're, when your rotation is going to be as thin as it's going to be next year, and like you said, there's been one trustful arm all year trustful is that a word trust yeah, we can use it count it Tr- sure there's been one trustful arm all year why would you not make at least a, a valiant effort to try to get him back i could see them making an effort i'm just more concerned someone else is going to be willing to pay him more than the red sox are and more years yeah i guess yeah it just seems like why you need a lot of arms so why go for more unknown than you need to when you have somebody here who's worked well here who's found some success here let's keep him here all right michael walker's coming back that is from joey you're in charge of the finances we confirmed that last episode that you're in charge of the finances finances. yes but that's just the dollars it's not the people i don't know who i'm giving it to i just know the numbers (laughs) you just give out numbers that's it yeah well, I'm going to tell him. Are you you doing you doing all right, Joey? I feel like you're struggling right now. Are you doing no, all right? No, you I'm just struggling. Have like I feel sneezes. terrible. Okay, I feel terrible. Okay, um, lot lots going on. Um, just just <laughs> <laughs> getting sick as we go here. There's a lot going on, man. I don't know what to say. I also say. my cat definitely like pissed on this rug, <laughs> so I'm in like a hot box of cat urine while I'm like sneezing. It's not great. It's not great. Okay. But hey, at least at the end of the day, we get to talk about the Red Sox, you know? That is true. That so that brings, brings it back. all back around. Yeah. yeah. That is definitely good. So you're allergic to cat piss. That's what we've learned tonight. I'm allergic to something. I need to go. There's doctors for it. You can go and like get a, a test and they, they'll tell you like, hey, man, you're allergic to okay. you know, dandelions. But all right. at last, I, I keep foregoing it. I think it's cat piss, though, if I had to guess. That's that's a good guess. But uh, yeah. shout out to Michael Walker. Good season, tough close to the season, but hey, when you found out it was a walk-a night, it was great when you kind of forgot who was pitching, which if you're a Sox fan, happened a lot of times this year because TBD Most times. pitched half the games. So it was like, who do we got tonight? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. When you found out it was a walk-a night, you're like, okay, we have a responsible dad on the mound that could potentially lead this team to a victory. I'm excited. There were very few guys that would take the bump that you felt that way. You felt that way with Michael Walker. Thank you, Michael Walker, if this is it. And you also felt like, I don't know, I did anyway. When I saw that Walker was on the mound, it was like, guys, runs tonight. Like, we're not like, we, we can't, we cannot waste tonight. Make the most runs of tonight, tonight please. Men. Runs, runs tonight, tonight. Boys. <laughs> and then, yeah, to see the lineup be, I don't want to call names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the lineup be a bunch names. of bums. But sometimes you see a, a lineup and you're like, oh, fun. Who are we watching today? Nice. Who knows? Something yeah, about Cora. I, I just pictured Cora just being like saying what you just said. Guys, runs. Remember, hit the ball, score runs. Runs on the board, please. Runs, guys. Yes. Runs. Yes, Alex. They all say. That's what they all do. Yeah. Uh, it was another guy's final start of the season. Another letdown of a final start on the season. Brian Bayo 
Four innings pitch, 10 hits, four earned, four Ks, finishes with a 4.71 ERA. Forget what the exact number is. His last like six starts, he's in the low to mid twos ERA wise. Had a great September. One of the best Septembers in Red Sox pitching rookie history. So props for that. Um, what are your thoughts on Bayo? So what's your leaving his rookie season? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling heading into next year? I still believe after next year he'll be uh, either year one or two going into 24. Uh, I don't know. I I think this one I'm willing to just pretend didn't happen because I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing that for years where it's like if I didn't watch, those those runs don't count. That doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, all of his numbers for – it wasn't the second half. I don't remember exactly what the cutoff was, but it was like – after this one bad start, he was like, he had a 1-1, one, one, he had whatever, his numbers were nuts. I'm just, I'm putting the putting the stamp on it before this past outing, you know? Yeah. Calling it a season, this one didn't even happen. Yeah, it ended in September, and it was a great September. That's all you need. It's done. But Finished. I'm trying to find his September. Numbers? Yeah, I'm checking the September numbers. I think it was like just a 1-6. Thir- September, Brian Bayo, five starts, 165 ERA, opponent batting average, a little higher than I thought, 243. It's not like that's great, but I thought it would have been like two. Um, yeah, pretty pretty good all around, man. I just love the – his stuff just dances. It was tough. The, one of my biggest takeaways from Saturday's game from Bayo's last start, yes, there's weak contact. And I know our guy Red Sox Stats tweets about this a lot. Like, you got to be kidding me and then puts like a montage together of the hits Bayo gives up. I don't think it's any coincidence that a guy that has filthy movement like Brian Bayo has is going to get some weak contact. You're not going to you're not going to hit him clean, hit it flush every time when the ball's dipping and diving all over the place. And when you're trying to guess fastball, you get the change up, you know. You're just going to be you're going to be uncomfy. Brian Bayo makes a lot of guys uncomfy in the box and that's going to result in some dinkers. And it and it did it did on Saturday, more than usual. You see him kind of smiling, laughing, and it's like, if I'm Cora, I'm like, hey, if anything, it's because your stuff is filthy. It's not like, don't think that it's like, oh, poor me, like another star to yada yada. I know Barnsey does the head tilt thing. The one characteristic in pitchers I can't do is the I'm getting screwed thing. Buckle up. It's going to happen. Yeah, the head shaking yeah. and all that. The loose It's going to happen. Ugh. Ugh. It happens. There's mm. going to be weak contact. There's going to be bloopers. There's going to be stuff that drops in that shouldn't, that lands on the chalk, and it's like, uh You just you got to bear down. And there were a lot of times this year that you'd look up, and it would be first and second with no outs, and Bayo's on the mound having to get out of another jam. And I, mm. I think that's something that he's going to have to figure out as he goes along in his career here. Uh, understanding, A, weak contact's going to happen. Over the course of a season, I don't think as many are going to drop in as, as did this year. I think it was a little funky, the amount that dropped in this season. But it's part of it, dude. That That's that's part of how it goes. Get rid of the I'm getting screwed mentality of like, oh, poor me. You're a dog out there. Be a dog and bear down and get out of it. To his credit, a lot of times he does. But 10 hits is 10 hits. I mean, you can give up some cheap contact, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot. And, I, you know, I say that to say it's the Blue Jays. Like, this lineup's ridiculous, so it's not like it's some sin to give up 
four or five runs of the Jays. That's just uh, over the course of a year, it's going to happen. But I just want him to mm. build that extra. He's going to have to work on a lot of little things. I'm very impressed overall for how young he is at 23, that he has that swagger and he's got that like expectation that he's going to be great every time he goes out there. But, you know, I, I the poor me thing, there's no space for it at the MLB level. No one's going to care about that. You're going to have to buckle down and, and uh, you know, figure your way out of some tough situations. How did he look once he started to get hit? Did it look like it was getting to him again? Yeah, it's, uh, on Saturday, it, he yeah. was like, you Not know, covering his thing, mouth, just like, like chuckling like... and like, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot of like, you could kind of tell it's wearing on it. He gets antsy up there. He gets antsy on the mound, more guys out, and it's just like, Ugh, you know, he looks, he just looks uncomfortable at times. But he's the kind of, it's like a football team playing from ahead that's just built to just pound you, run down, your, you know, your throat. That's Bayo. When Bayo's ahead of you, he's got two out. Like when he's up there by himself on the mound and no one's on base, this guy is scary. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think makes a lot of guys uh, expect when they're going up there that it's going to be tough to get on base. But Saturday, you know, Jays were getting on a lot, and you could tell it was getting to him. So that's something he's going to have to work for for next season. But it's just nice to have a guy like Bayo in the in the mix. And promise is great, of course, and that's something that can that can kill you and that can also surprise you. Next season, he could end up being the second best pitcher, pitcher you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, he could be the best pitcher you have. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't think it's too crazy to say that, which is kind of a more of a reflection on the state of the rotation. But yeah, I was I was impressed overall this year by Brian Bayo and I'm excited for next season. Yeah. Not not the start you we might have wanted to the Bayo era. Mm. All things considered. But not the one you didn't want. But not the one you didn't not want. You didn't not maybe want miss one at this didn't. No one didn't not want this. You know? They wanted this and didn't not got it when they had it. They they had us in the first half. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> we got plenty more to break down. Episode sixty six of Inside the Monster, the last road series recap of the year. We will be back after this break. We are back on episode 66 of Inside the Monster. Joey, it doesn't work out much better than this, huh? No, I You're mean, we're just about talking about him. And now just talking we about can him. say that it's the Bobby Pointer episode. It is the Noe Ramirez episode. We were just talking about him. No, we were just talking about Brian Bayo, and he is number 66. So how about that? The Brian Bayo episode. Yeah, clap, clap it up, man. Nice job. 66. Not an easy he one to get. He speak English, right? I wonder if he's going to learn English. That will be cool so we could have him on. I mean, I, I know Spanish yeah. so well, so we could just have him on and just speak some Spanish. Right, right, right. I was going to ask. be like, hola, Brian. Te gusta that'd be funny. Roja. Yeah, we tell him we can speak Spanish. <laughs> he shows up on the call. <laughs> we say, hola, Brian. And then we just kind of look at each other for a little bit. Yeah. And then Got adios, nothing. Brian. Adios, Brian. Gracias, Brian. Gracias, Brian. Me gusta hamburguesos, Brian. <laughs> El libro es rojo. Me encantó baseball, Brian. <laughs> Gracias, Brian. Thank you very Gracias. much, man. We're just telling him stuff we like. Like this is not an interview. Yeah, don't do style of biblioteca, dude. Applying Brian. like Spanish one, Brian. <laughs> <to> Brian. 
Necesita el baño, Brian. <laughs> so funny. All the, the stuff you learn in like Spanish time. one or like on Duolingo, it's like never stuff you'd use. You'd never I just know. be like, my sister is very tall. Not like asking someone in my own apartment if I can use the bathroom. Like, yeah. just, just use it, dude. I like ham. That's great. <laughs> nice. The idea of just saying it while you sit down, too. Like, all right, dude, like the, <laughs> yeah. the game's on. I like cheeseburgers. Right. <laughs> okay, man. That's great. Are you a five-year-old? <laughs> Why are you just telling me that? Just blurting out random facts. And then the whole time Bayo just speaks English, he's like, guys, just let me know when you want to, like, Actually, just ask me something. Yeah. <laughs> Get a feeling you guys don't speak Spanish. Daniel Nava also. Daniel Nava. Yes. Fair. Nava as well. Uh, Joey, we've mentioned this before, but I wanted to bring it up on here. Yeah. Uh, Tony Mass. I believe that was... Actually, I know. I think I know that that was his last series of the season. And I had tweeted oh, something man. out that got quite the reaction. It really... And I, and I knew it would. There's certain mm. things on Twitter... Like, I don't know, maybe something in late June this season that I think got way overreaction from people on Twitter. But this got the exact reaction I expected. I said, Tony Maz has plenty of haters for what he does on the radio, but he's been great in the booth this year. The Monaco Maz broadcasts are always fun to watch, even when the Sox are getting waxed. Um, I think a lot of people agree. Everyone's very pro. I'm with the Monaco, I meant to say. Everyone's very pro Monaco. Um, a lot of people disagree with Maz. A lot of people hate Maz. Like, I, oh, yeah. I knew a lot of people hate Maz. A lot of people hate Maz on the broadcast. It really surprises me. I'm not gonna lie because Why? I, Joey, I know you're, I know you're one of them. <laughs> um, but here's the deal. I think one thing I will say is that, and I, I, I am a little bit of a hypocrite because I'm kind of like this too, and a lot of people are. When you have a certain opinion about somebody, a lot of times you're just not willing to change it. You've made up your mind. This is how you view somebody. You think they suck, you think they suck. It's not like they're going to, oh, I'm going to give them another shot. A lot of people don't do that. And for Maz, I think going into the season, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's we're going to get the radio guy Maz, and we're going to get the squeaky voice and blah, 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 and he's going to be ripping everybody to shreds, and Maz stinks. And I think a lot of people aren't being fair to just judging him based on his baseball knowledge and how he's been in the booth. I think they went in with the – you know, the feeling of hating him, and they're just going to kind of stick to that. Now, I say that to say there's also a group of people that just don't like him in the booth, and that's fine. We can disagree on that. It is is what it is. I think he's extremely knowledgeable with baseball. He points out the right stuff that's happening during the game. Little thing on, I think it was Saturday, where Vladdy was kind of pissed off going to first base. He noticed that he was thinking, hey, maybe it's because they threw up and in on him. It's like, yeah, that's the right way to look at it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just think... And it's not like I tweeted that, you know, being surprised by the reaction. Everyone's going, "Oh, are you, is this serious? Is this, is this people like I've been around? I've 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 been around, Joey. I I've, mm-hmm. I understand how people think of Tony Mass. It's not like I'm stunned that people don't like Tony Mass. Some of the replies, you think that I'm like new to this? I'm not new to this. Like I understand how like, this hey, works. Welcome to Boston. We don't like this. Yeah. Guy oh, yet. oh, listen, buddy. You don't know. No, I know. I know. I know. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think some I people think are being a little I would unfair. Argue- I would argue the exact opposite thing, dude. I would argue people got? really like a redemption story, you know. As long as like you're you're not like a villain, you know. As if, but if you're like a a micro villain, like a bad guy, like Maz level, right? Just an annoyance, a rodent, right? I'm getting a little <laughs> carried away. <laughs> what was I saying? 
A real jerk. Just the absolute a, worst. Scum? Is that the word? Is that the word? Scum? Uh, no, but when you're just like a, an annoyance, I think I think there's there's room for and people actually actively root for like redemption stories. People people want to see the good in people. I think deep down, I think we like like ripping people apart and all that. But I think there's also just this like. Oh no, he's actually good. Like, look at like the whole Brendan Fraser thing that just happened. Like, people like that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I know what that and, was. And so when Maz, so when Maz gets this opportunity, I really thought like, ah, oh, people are gonna come around on him. And then I listened, people. and I was like, oh, uh, this is not gonna make me come around on him. This is him. He, dude, he peacocks like nobody but else. You don't like the voice though. You hate his voice. Oh, I, I think absolutely hate his voice too. But it's the peacocking more than that. It's the look at me, ruffle my feathers. Like, don't you see how smart I am? When it's like, I don't think that. I don't think that. I just peacocking. Think, I I don't even know what that is. What he's is fluffing what? out his feathers? He's going look at me. Is he? I think there's look definitely at- some like. He knows how much people say he's got a great baseball mind, though. Hey, he might be annoying, but he's got a great I baseball think, mind. I think he leans into how much people hate him. Like, I, I, I think he's mentioned a couple times during the broadcast. Like, it's a and shtick, I, 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 it's I know what fake. a lot of people, I know what a lot of people would say about my my thoughts here, but I'm still gonna, you know, mention this. I don't, I don't know. I'm just. But he says it because he's because it's a shtick, which I which I also personally like really hate the fact that it's like so clear and obvious that he's playing a character. I don't like that one one bit at all. It's being disingenuous in a job where you're not by nature performing, I think is is just lying to people. It's like you can't say, "Oh, I'm I'm playing a, a shtick." No, you're lying because there's no understanding understanding between you and your audience that there's like a level of performance. Like if I watched The Matrix right now, I would be like, "Oh, Keanu Reeves is obviously acting. I understand that." But to listen to sports radio, you don't assume this person is li- acting. That's just lying. And I think that's what he does. I think he's a professional liar and I think that he really pats himself on the back going like, oh, "I I pull the wool over people's eyes and they still think I'm smart." And I think he so just you're a rolls big, around in that. You're a big Maz guy, is what you're saying? Tony Maz beat the <laughs> shit out of my dog. Do you need to know that? Do you need to hear that? I I just... I'm honest on here, Joey. I, I think mm-hmm. we always are. We obviously have disagreed on this this season. I like when he's, I like when he's in the booth. I think he understands what's going on. He brings up the right issues with the team, and he's always been a great baseball guy. Um, you know, I, I, I know he's like, I think shtick wise, it's more radio. I don't think it's in the booth. Like, I, no, I don't no, sense yeah. a lot of shtick stuff in the booth. I think him and Monaco are good. Um, him and Jemiah, I've, I've talked to Jemiah about Maz. He's like, yeah, he's been great. Like, he's he's been, you know, nothing but good reviews. And, so yeah, I, I just I, I get it though. See, that's the thing. I bring this up more just to address it because it got so it got more replies than anything I've, I've posted in a while. It's just a lot mm. of people that are, some agree, most disagree. And when people say, "Oh, I think you're in the minority, dude," to a lot of those people, I replied, "Oh no, I know. I know I'm in the minority here. Like there are certain things that I'll like fight to the death, and I'm like, no, I'm in the majority. It's like, no, I know I'm in the minority here. Mm-hmm. But why do you yeah, think you were? Why do you think you were so willing to? To jump there, like to make the jump from, I don't know, to, to accept mass. Like, why do you think you were so willing to do that? 
Because I've always liked him as a baseball guy. Like I, I would listen to his show So you his always show liked up. him to begin with. There it is. You as a already like guy. As a baseball him. guy. I didn't I would watch Felger and Maz uh growing up. I wouldn't really listen. I would watch the show mm-hmm. uh that they simulcast. And I would listen a lot uh in the car to the, the baseball hour that Maz did. And I, I would I would learn a lot from it and I always I always thought he was good. And he's so you, you know, he's like been him. on MLB network. He's been he's been covering baseball for years. And I just don't get the sense that anything I don't th- I don't get the sense he throws fake opinions out there about baseball. Now on radio, he absolutely <laughs> feeds into like, oh my god, the sky is falling. Like if the Patriots beat the Packers, I'm sure he'd be like, this guy could be the future, Mike. Like I I don't know. It's like I, I think they would spend hours on like, is Zappy the guy? And it's like, come on, stop. But yeah, it's not. I don't know. And we probably already talked. You know, I've, I've probably already talked about this too much. But I just. Well, yeah. I there's so many he, other things we got to get to from this series. No, there's. So. Yeah, no, it's a good point. There's <laughs> literally nothing. But like, I, I just, I didn't think he was like a problem in the booth. I, I was pretty vocal about Millar and how he's just winging it up there and and does like no prep at all and talks about who he showers with every game. But, mm. um, you know, I, I think Eck did a good good job last week of really reminding people. No, I don't just show up like. There's a lot of prep that goes into this. It's not just all fun and games up here. And and he made a good point of saying, like, when I'm doing the games, it's fun. Like, even, Joey, like, with this show, like, we're, we're not just, like, I, I do a lot of prep for this show. Like, we're, it's not like just turning the mics on and just shooting the breeze. Like, people kind of forget that a lot of prep does go into uh, any of the baseball stuff you're doing or, you know, any shows, any of this stuff, unless you're Kevin Millar. So I just didn't have an issue with him this year. I know a lot of people did. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think we can agree on the fact that when Monaco is involved, it's a fun time. Yeah. I would imagine next year. You know what? I can't even say that because I don't know how the Nesson big heads think. I have I just no. Don't know. Your guess is as good as mine with who's going to be back next year because yeah. there were it was a lot of mix ups going to this this year. OB even admitted like. Yeah, I would like to have, you know, a more consistent booth. Mm-hmm. And thought that was interesting for him to say publicly because he normally doesn't say anything too uh drastic. But mm-hmm. I I still they're gonna have to figure that out because Eck being out of the booth is a huge blow. And you can't I just don't like the idea of having like five, six people cycling in. It's not no, no broadcast really does that. You look there's around no the league, the best ones there's have no, two like, guys. There's no comfort, there's no warmth, there's no like Oh, these are my it's like guys. like crossover from series to series, right? Where it's like, oh, like we had, you know, some funny story from Chicago. Like, well, now that's just dead because that's with some, that's with Millar, and now we got Matt. You know, it's just mm. and each series is its own like thing. This. You want some carryover? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just say this season had been Ob and Uke, and or Ob and Ob and Eck with like you know Uke here and there, right? I think by game, what are we at? One fifty-eight. By game, uh, we are coming up on 160. Yeah, yeah. I think by that game, by by now, by last month, by you know whenever things started to go downhill in, in mid July, there would have been a comfort of like ah, but I'm hanging out with my guys, you know. But yeah. hey, I know yeah. that X gonna be there, or Uke's gonna be, there. and like to tune in and just be like, who is it tonight? Oh, it's changing every half inning. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah. It's just like it's like stop performing for me. I just need to like. <laughs> I want some comfort here. and I think, Joey, you know, you to that point, that. my favorite thing to hear 
over the years and and this year too with us starting a new uh, a new show here my favorite feedback to hear is i love the fact that regardless of what happens in a series you guys are going to have an episode out and i'm going to get to listen like i'm hanging out and we're just talking about the socks like that my, mm-hmm. that is easily my favorite feedback is like doesn't matter what happens i know steve and joey are going to be talking about it and i'm going to tune in nothing makes me happier than that mm-hmm. and the consistency is enormous especially over 162 it's just you're either in it or you're not you know in terms of breaking down all the games it's just not the same if you're only a character for like 30 games it's just no it's weird. I was weird. gonna say maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Nesson should not do that because I forgot that's like our job. Like we do that. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, that Nesson, consistent. Don't do that. Yeah, we so- also we love breaking down the booth. So like we love talking about what's going on in the booth. So keep mm. having more people in the booth. It'll oh, yeah. be more to talk about. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like the Kardashian drama or something. You know, like like people mm. like talking about celebrity drama and gossip, but like. <laughs> If it all just like worked out and everything just like went smoothly, it wouldn't be like the most entertaining topic of conversation, you know? Like, no, did you hear about no. the Kardashians, dude? They went grocery shopping yesterday. It was nuts. It was I, crazy. I couldn't believe it. Dude, yeah, they she went got for the baby a walk. Cats. Yeah. But the dogs, too? Yeah, the dogs were there, too. Yeah. Damn. No barking. No, they've been good. They've been good. <laughs> They've been good lately, man. Extra treats. Yeah. Uh, one thing that has not been good is Xander Bogart's fallen out of the batting title race. Yeah. I am I am so sad about it. And I probably shouldn't care this much about Bogey falling out of the batting title race, but it just sucks. Just add it on. Why not? Throw yeah. it in the pot of crap that has been going on with this team for the entire season. First half of September, Bogey was hitting 419 in that stretch, that two-week stretch. Mm-hmm. Since then, 170. 170, which is like, see, that's we're not asking for much in terms of staying in the race, but you can't hit 170. And this isn't a negative to Bogey. He's left it all out there this year. He's had a good last uh, uh, couple months overall, but this is still, this is just tough. You know, it's now Luisa Rise, as of right now, is leading the batting title race at 315. Judge has fallen to 311. Bogey's at 305. And he didn't play on Sunday. They had Chang in there. So essentially, Bogey's probably got 12 at bats left right around there if he plays all three of these games. He's got 12 at bats left and would need to go like 9 for 12 to finish the season at 314. I think 314 is probably the lowest you could get to win a batting title. He'd have to go 9 for 12. So. It's basically yeah. over. Like, I, I wanted at least this last series for us to have the potential of, like, hey, but Bogey might win the batting title, so we got that. Instead, now it's going to be maybe these are the last three games for Bogey and adios. Of course, that was always going to be a part of it, but now it's the only part of it that we're just praying that these aren't the last three games we watch Xander Bogarts in a Red Sox uniform. Everything uh, sucks this year. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Uh <laughs> Joe here in the field, uh, just feeling sad now, man. Uh, the batting title race was great to focus on because, for me anyway, it, it put maybe this is Xander's last games on the back burner. Yeah. I, I, and I really, really was not ready for you to say that right now. 
<laughs> yeah, three games. Huh? I kind of I kind of stopped thinking Damn. about it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I agree with you. I kind of stopped thinking about these maybe being the last few weeks of Bogey's Sox career. But now I'm back there because he's out of the race. I just wish we knew. I just wish we knew. I hate I this. Like, I'm gonna feel like an idiot if I like really cherish these moments and take them in, and then like you know he just signs. I'm gonna be like, oh well, that was a waste. But it, I'm obviously also gonna feel like a dope if I don't care in these last last three games and then that does turn out to be it i feel like a real dope but you don't want to regret how you potentially sent somebody off like you always you always want a good farewell if it's someone moving out of town or uh maybe being dead you want you want a mm-hmm. good farewell to whatever the situation is and you don't want to look back and be like ah, i should have i should have cheered a little more i should have cheered a little more before they died <laughs> Before that person was, what did you say? You say being dead. I'm saying like the last few days of someone. I'm comparing it to the last few days of someone's life. Yeah, but you didn't say and dying. Like, you said someone becoming dead. So you said. <laughs> I, I said it in a really weird. I don't know, man. <laughs> like this season sucks. You must call when someone becomes dead. Dying. <laughs> That's what they call it. Imagine that was the phrase. Yeah, they became dead. Damn. Uh, Do you catch that? The queen became dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not entirely wrong, but it would certainly stop a water cooler conversation. Became dead. So dumb. Yeah, no, I mean, Uh, just make the most of it. You should talk. You should talk to Bogey. Yeah. I mean, I I might, honestly. We've just been communicating via head nods this year. I might actually say some words. We'll see. Um, Anyways, some miscellaneous stuff, Joey, from this series. The Blue Jays made a pitching change with two outs in the ninth inning of a ten yeah. nothing game. That's Clean awesome. it up. What do you Clean that's it up. So cool. What a joke. What a joke. I was like yelling at my TV. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. And there were some Jays fans in the replies. Oh, they were trying to get him some in- have him finish the inning. You're trying to get him some pitches, some some time. Don't pull him with two outs. It's not like it was hurt or anything. What are you doing? That was that was pathetic. I, I probably got more upset than I should have over that, but it's like it's ten nothing, dude. What do you? That's pathetic. I, I honestly would have like I would have plunked somebody on Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> screw it, dude. I hate you guys so much. You've been beating us up, and now you're making pitching changes with two outs in the ninth, up ten nothing. Please, uh, did not like that. Nick Pavetta. I also don't like this. AL East ERA six seven two nice. this year, and his non AL East ERA, AL East ERA. Did I say it? yeah, is two seven three. So that's very nice. That's sick. Um, I is it true he's given up <laughs> exactly two bombs in every ALE start? I believe it. That would be kind of impressive. I think it's exactly two in every ALE start. He's given up two. He's home consistent, runs. dude. You gotta respect yeah. that. That's pretty yeah. good. And uh, actually, I'll save I'll save the last one for closing thoughts. You got anything else on this uh, riveting sweep? Yeah, I was actually, well, I was hoping we could do a little game where we, in real time, go through out by out, pitch by pitch, what happened here. Do you want to do that? That could be a bonus episode. We can do a bonus episode. All right. I got like four hours. Let's go. All right. That's going to be our our next show. But for now, we are taking one final break on episode 66 of Inside the Monster. We are back for closing thoughts. 
of episode 66 of Inside the Monster. I got a few to run through real quick, Joey. Please do. When when are we going to be done with the gritty? I, I hate to be Mr. Mr. Wah, wah, but like mm. on su- every NFL Sunday now, it's like, oh my God, so-and-so hit the gritty. Who cares? Like, I don't care. It, this thing's been around for four years. And we keep getting all yip de doo that it's the like he's been oh, around yo, for four years, three three to four. Yeah, I looked it up. No I think way. it was born in 2018. So uh, Justin Jefferson did the gritty. I, who sick? He's done it like 80 times. Am I still? We need a new dance, man. We we need a new celebration dance. Even mm. love Aaron Judge. He's doing. It's like oh, Judge did the gritty. Uh, Mac Jones did the gritty. Oh my god. Yeah, everyone everyone does the gritty. It's mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't care. I don't care. Mm. Uh, Roger Maris Jr. You gotta calm down, calm down, brother. You sound like you're gonna cry. <laughs> no, I just, I just choke. You ever choke on air? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Roger Maris Jr. You gotta, you gotta stop, stop, man. man. You Please gotta stop. stop. He's been standing stop, outside man. my window. <laughs> you're playing death metal you're all scaring night. Scaring my family, man. You gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta stop, man. My family, dude. I got a family. But, I mean, he keeps tweeting that. It's like, dude, enough, enough. We get it. We understand your stance on the steroids and the clean record. It's just like every day it's something new with, like, and I, as Aaron, yeah, we know what he's going for. We know he's going for 62. We get the Bonds, McGuire, Sosa stuff. Enough, dude, enough. It's real. Genuinely, to me, it's taken away from the judge thing. It's becoming like a, just as much a story on Twitter as Judge actually trying to hit 62. It's like, stop. I was going to ask you, have you had a feeling over the last couple of days they kind of don't want Judge to hit 62? Jun- that Junior doesn't want it? No. You. Do you at all feel like you oh, don't no, want Oh, I, no. I, I, I still want him to do it. I, I just... all I, I'm just grasping for straws, so it's like, oh, he's not going to do it at home. I actually kind of like that because now it was basically like 35 plate appearances, I think, since he at home, since he hit his 60th home run. The amount of wasted footage that Yankee fans have on their phones of strikeouts and walks, a hit by pitch, a fly out. LOL, dude. Love it. I don't know. I kind of love the idea of him tying it with so much time left or hitting 60 with so much time left. Taking forever to get 61 and then never getting 62. So now that he's got 61, I just want him to break. Like, you know, like if he no. if he was still on 60, I'd be all, I'd be full on like this would be kind of hilarious if he doesn't even tie the record. But now that I mean he's got four games. He's got four games to do it in Texas. And I mean it's gonna be a little weird. I don't know. Something about Texas isn't like incorporated into the parks yet. It's still so right. new that you're like there's no history there at all, so for some kind of a record to be broken there feels wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, know what you mean. I do like that the Yankees got some soggy Sunday. They're in their ponchos, and Judge didn't hit it. It's like, go home, you bums. And you're not going to win the World Series either, so there you go. Enjoy that. Uh, lastly, Joey, mm-hmm. I just want to thank the listeners a lot. I know we're not. we got three games left, but people have been super kind on the interwebs and at Fenway. Last few weeks, uh, specifically, just you know, showing their appreciation of uh, the show we put on this year, and you know, still pushing through, even though this has been a really tough finish to the season. Uh, I know earlier in the year we were asking for your feedback, but definitely leave a review 
on iTunes, Spotify. Five stars is wonderful, but really just want feedback on what you liked, maybe what you tweak. Uh, I'm, I'm always looking for feedback. I always want to hear what, what you guys want, what you enjoyed, and uh, you know what you're hoping for next season. So that would be cool to, to hear from the folks. But, Joe, you got closing thoughts? Yeah, I don't want reviews. No more reviews. Don't leave them. No. Five stars. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the real MVPs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I went to a wedding this weekend. Shout out Jackson. Shout out Allie. Uh, God bless you both. May may uh, the good good Lord bless you with a lifetime of happiness. And, yep. Uh, yep. Weddings are awesome, dude. Weddings are cool. Also, if you invite me to your wedding and the ceremony is longer than 25 minutes, I'm not going. Tell me straight up. Tell me up front. Because I went... Because Jackson's wedding was like 15 minutes. And I was like, this is great. If I was a guest at this thing, I'd be stoked. No more hour-long weddings. No more two-hour-long weddings. Are you kidding me? There's two-hour weddings? That's a thing? I've been at two-hour weddings. Oof, that's bad. Knock that off. Well, usually if it's in a church, they're doing like a church thing, too. They're doing like a service as well. Oh, yeah. No, I've been to... Most of the weddings I've been to are the church ones. Too long. Too long. <laughs> no, none of that. Thank you. God bless you, but I'm not going. Let me know. I'm not going. I'll write a card. I uh, like. But, I like the idea of you saying you're not going, as if like on the invite it shows you how long the service is gonna be. Well, like, that's, I, that's what I'm it. asking. Is like, let me know ahead of time. Like, I'm gonna call when I get your save the date, and I'm gonna say, how long is this thing gonna be? Huh? Yeah, come on. Let me know. How long? How much do you need me for? But uh, but yeah, checked Vermont off of the the map uh, for the doing podcast a map. ITM. Yeah, I yep. like that you made the map. Let's keep that rolling. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep her going. Uh, but yeah, that's my whole closing thought. Went to a wedding. It was fun. Weddings are awesome. And I've got another one next weekend, dude. Oh, jeez, this guy loves weddings. Mr. Yeah, wedding, love Joey. Yeah, Capone. just not my own. <laughs> <laughs> I love marriage, just when I'm not a part of it. <laughs> there you go, bada bing. A zinger to yourself. Boom, I got me. <laughs> I got me so good. Um, that'll do it for episode 66. The next you will hear from Joey and I is our final series preview of the season. Probably talking a lot of bogey. That is next. And then we got one more series recap episode and then ITM awards, which I am very excited for. Nate gave me a little preview of what the graphics are going to look like, and they are nice. They are nice. If you win an ITM award, not only are you going to get an award, we are going to make trophies that we are giving to these folks, but you're also going to get to see yourself on a really cool graphic, and you love to see that. So, once again, series preview coming up next. For Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peralt. Go Sox again. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.